step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Jerusalem, Oh, I'm 
Good morning. Welcome to Zambia Block Talk Radio. My name is Roger here in Okotox 904. Uh, in the prairies, it should be 1104 in Atlanta, Georgia, where Mr. Bella is. Is it uh, just an assumption, Bella, that you are in, in Atlanta or you are, in, you are actually in Atlanta? Yeah, I actually live in Atlanta. I'm just about 15 minutes east of downtown Atlanta. So I'm and, most Zambians live, uh, and, and most Zambians live there in Atlanta? Uh, not so much. More like in the surrounding northern suburbs like Norcross, uh, Sandy Springs. Uh, but I think yeah. Zambians, from what I'm observing, they're moving further and further out just because, you know, the cost of living within the city is becoming high. So and a lot of people are moving further out. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, it is one state I never visited. Um, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know how to ask the question, but I'll, 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 I'll try. Uh, when you compare uh, Georgia to other southern states like um, uh, South Carolina, Alabama, Mississippi, if you've been if you've been there, where does Georgia as a state first before we talk about Atlanta? Where does how does Georgia fare with those states? I guess it depends on the indicators that you are that you are looking at. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. I mean, like for example, because Atlanta you see, when you look at Texas, for instance, when when I visited Texas. Texas doesn't look like a southern state. I can tell you that, especially the Dallas uh, <laughs> places. It just looks yeah, like a, a, a modern, vibrant uh, state. Most, uh, I'm not insulting, but most southern states are quite on the, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you, you know the indicators, states like Louisiana, Mississippi, they struggle with uh, uh-huh. the health of their populations. Despite, for example, Louisiana having access to a lot of oil, the state is, mm. by many definitions, a very poor state. Exactly. Uh, you know, Georgia has big companies like NCR, the company that makes ATM machines, Home Depot, Coca-Cola, Delta. So it's a it's a very vibrant. Uh, economy overall, and Amazon has also been investing heavily uh, in the metro area, but still doesn't mm. change the fact that uh, wages overall in Georgia are very low, like most southern states. So despite having these big companies, the the incomes are very are very low comparable you, to you, other you, you see, what you are describing there is South Carolina as well, you know? The, the Boeing of this company have, have gone there, the Nissans of this company, but because of the agreements they are making, oh, no union here, oh, no this, no this, they, they keep the wages low. And guess what? When you go to South Carolina, Colombia, their capital city, mm. you would think you are in Kalulush. You yeah, would know, think like, like you are in Kalulush, Zambia. No, but he's right, Vanessa. He's right. I mean, I've been to Louisiana and I felt like I'd, uh, I've left the U.S. Like, am I back home, for lack of a better comparison? He has a valid point there. That's what I'm saying. It's amazing that despite the resources available in the broader uh, economy, it doesn't really benefit 
as much the people uh, at the lower end. You you'd be amazed at the poverty uh, that I, I observed yeah. in Mississippi and Louisiana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember when I when I drove to. I've been into Louisiana. You are right, Bella. I mean, I was like, uh, they don't cut grass here. You know, something like that. <laughs> I mean, that's a very simple thing like that. that. Yeah, Yeah. that's exactly the point I'm making. Uh, Simple things like that. uh, What more when it comes to maintaining, say, the roads, uh, all all these other stuff? It is. is So you understood my question. Thank you very much. I mean, like uh, that example you're giving for grass, Nathan. In Mm -hmm. in Dover, in Delaware, you don't cut your grass. You just wake up tomorrow, you found your, your grass has been cut. Uh, next, the bill is in the mail. They, they, they oh, yeah. cut it for you. <laughs> and they send you the bill. No, here they'll just put a citation on your door. Yeah. They'll just put a citation on your door. So first they'll write no, you I mean, a letter to warn you. Grass, mm. When you hire someone to cut the grass, it's like 20 bucks. And then the city cuts. Yes. They leave you a ticket for hundred, you know. So <laughs> next time you you are going to remember to cut the grass. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Just a quick uh, one, Roger. Here, I just received a, a, a message from the Electoral Commission of Zambia. They are giving us the acting public relations manager to talk to us next weekend. Uh, I don't know why Mr. What's his name, the chief himself, doesn't want to come, but that's fine. Even the even the public relations manager, we shall we shall have a good conversation. <laughs> yeah, we, we we need those people. Why they are doing what they are doing, uh, no one knows. Um, mm-hmm. Zambia has only twenty percent of the population who have access to the internet, and then at the last hour, you are like, oh no. We are scrapping the 2016 voters' roll. Everyone has to register online. Excuse me? Excuse me? I know, right? <laughs> you know? Uh, so, what about my What about my uncle in Kashkishi? What happened? Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What about your yeah. uncle in Kashkishi? What What are they going mm-hmm. to do? So this is why this is so, so painful, uh, what they're doing. And I hope they understand. We are going to practice this week, Nathan. Uh, we'll tell him we want him live on, uh, we'll do live on Facebook. So that the entire okay, world so what, we, can hear. Okay, so I, we should do that one, right? Okay, let's do yes. that. I, I yes. like that. That would be our start. That would be our start. Let's do that Yes. Because it, it, like uh, actually it is even in court, some of these things. There. I hope they will allow us to discuss. A lot of people are petitioning the, the court. The voters' role has existed, Nathan, some of it. I think since, um, since 1991. So they just add on. Someone is actually saying they don't even have the power to, to erase. All they do is add on people, add on people. So now we are erasing it, and the only people who are going to, to re-register now 
will be able to to vote. Wow. So, anyway, no. Last uh, yeah. If you may say that. <laughs> no, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, let, let's push them. With, we will stream it live because this is a very very critical uh, thing. Ah, uh, some of us. Um, anyway, we have uh, quite a bit of uh, items to talk about. Hello, Mister. 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 Noah. 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 Good morning. Hey, good morning, Roger, and again, good morning, everyone listening. Did, did you yeah, hear did. Noah, our discussion uh, on the uh, southern states? Did you hear what we were saying? I think I got to the tail end where Bella was talking about in Louisiana. Yeah, so I, I missed out on oh, okay. okay, I wanted to ask how, how, how does um, uh, Indiana compared to to southern states uh, in as far as the poverty levels are, are concerned. Uh, yeah, you know, I anyway. think Indiana, Indiana is, is doing so much better. I think the government here has always had a surplus and in terms of infrastructure and a, a better neighborhood. Indiana fares, I think, among the top 10 areas to raise kids, I think places like Noblesville, Camo up northern of Indiana. Uh, we are not as as dilapidated as uh, those southern mm. Indiana is very yeah. much uh, I think our uh, catchphrase I think uh, for the state government is Indiana the state that works. Of course, you know, Republicans when it comes to expenditure they tend to be on the uh, conservative part. So, in terms of infrastructure, we don't really have so much. At least we have Walmart. We are happy with that. Uh, you, you said infrastructure. You don't have so much, but you have Walmart. Did you say? <laughs> no, that was a joke. Actually, because we don't really have so much. Because I have lived in Washington State. I lived in New York City. In New York uh-huh, City, you uh-huh. are pretty but in Indiana, okay, New, New, okay, New York is on the other side of things. Maybe we, can, we can't compare with New York. It's not an average place, if you know what yeah, I mean. That, that's a country. <laughs> yeah, in yeah. Illinois, it's just like New York. I think downtown Chicago uh, and yeah. New York, I mean, sort of like a match. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, this is what, you know, the other week we were talking about people uh, voting against their interests. Uh, in my view, uh, the red states, this is what they've done so well. Uh, no, you can't spend here. No, you can't spend. No, you can't build here. You can't do this. Guess what? The entire country is moving forward uh, with taxes. You develop the country, you know. Uh, yeah, they, they say NASA in Canada has very high taxes. But you mm. come and see how clean the place can be, you know? Clean, bridges all over going up all the time. It hurts. Yeah, the taxes, they hate. But when you see how they are, they develop, you will love it. You can see I, I, I'm, I've arrived to a 21st century a place. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So... Yeah, don't pay taxes. Let's see how those bridges are going to build themselves. 
you know. We'll, let, let's see how it's going to work out. Uh, good morning. Good morning, Machadi. How are you? No, no, no. We, we are not complaining. How is uh, Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania, it's raining, it's overcast, and uh, everything is uh, looks good uh, so far, you know. Uh, Did you say, Miami, you live in Lancaster? I live in Lancaster, and I love it. Uh, yeah, my, it, uh, it has taught me a lot how sometimes we complain, uh, 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 depending on someone to come and improve our No, no you are answering too many questions. I just asked <laughs> if you live in Lancaster. <laughs> Then I want to ask yes, you next, another question. Yes, yes, <laughs> I live in Lancaster, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lancaster is um, Amish, Amish land, right? Lancaster is Amish land, but uh, we have sectors, just like we have uh, 72 languages in Africa, and we have dialects. So Lancaster, we have Mennonites, we have Pikers, we have Jawangas, we have uh, 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 Mennonites, and uh, yes. Correct, it's Amish country, but there's a sector of the Amish. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. No, I visited, uh, I visited uh, Lancaster. I hope those people are, are doing well. I remember in Dover, when I arrived in 1998, we had a lot of Amish. Ten years later, they were moving out because, uh, you know, they are chariots, they are, they are animals. They couldn't uh, move in in town anymore too many cars uh, they were having yeah. uh, mm. their horses were being hit yeah so we yeah, heard yeah, a lot of them were yeah, moving yeah, yeah, uh, but Roger one of these days make time and come and visit with me and spend some time with me and uh, you need I would advise you that you do that so that way you know I'll take you places and you appreciate how these people live you know and uh, you yeah. change some yeah. of the perspective that we have, how to organize ourselves, and how not to depend on some people' uh, point of view. Yeah, I know. And, you know. Yeah. So I know. Uh, if, if Those people are very handy. Spend some time with me. Someone spend some time with me. I'll take you. I'll take you around. Okay. Wonderful. So today we have uh, quite a number of items uh, uh, to 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 look at. Uh, Dr. Pike, Dr. Patrick, my Kaleni, my Kaleni, ku North Carolina. Uh, we were talking about different states, Dr. Patrick. Uh, I loved North Carolina when I visited it. Uh, it, it, it is not like uh, the southern states. It's very, very, very modern. I, I, I really loved it. Um, my Kaleni, Dr. Patrick. We know, we know, Dr. You are sounding so crisp, Dr. Pat. Your Mulishan is coming like, you know, you're just coming from <laughs> Kitwe, straight from Kitwe. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> straight from Kitwe, you know, very, very crisp. <laughs> we know, we know. And Patrick, how are you, my friend? I'm doing just fine. I hope everyone else there is doing well. Interesting to hear yeah. thoughts on different states in the in the US. Very interesting conversation. Yeah, we we talked about uh, the difference uh some of the states in um, in in America, man, 
the, the, way, 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 way. The, the difference is just too much. Uh, that, that's my point. <laughs> like, we, like when we traveled, we went, we went to South Carolina. When you, you pass in North Carolina, you are passing in a modern state. Then I arrive in South Carolina, I'm like, mm, what's going on? Are we still in, in America? You know, it was like day and night, the difference. Uh, Infrastructure-wise, the roads, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I lived in Charlotte, North Carolina for, for about eight years. Um, and it's, yeah. it's very nice. North Carolina and the cities are very nice. Um, once you cross yes. over in from Charlotte, North Carolina, yes. into South Carolina, yeah, there's, there's a difference. There's a, there's a you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. You know? <laughs> so uh, these Republicans, this is what we say when people are voting against their own interests. This is what we what we what we what we talk about. But Patrick, where are you? Are you in Toronto? You are here in Canada, right? I'm in Canada now. Yes. Yeah. Even last time you were in, in Canada. Toronto. I'm in Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm in Canada too, but but I'm in a red uh, red state, uh, red province here in Alberta. <laughs> which province? Huh? Which province? Alberta, in Alberta. Which province are you? Oh, Alberta. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's a five-hour plane ride to 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 where you are, so it's very far. I'm in the west coast. Oh, west kind of the country. Um, the the city is uh, here. The city uh, the cities are metropolitan kind of life. Yeah, people are what what, and then when you move like uh, hundred kilometers away, then you find uh, the thinking changes to Wyoming kind of thinking. Oh, Montana kind of <laughs> thinking. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> yeah. Casonso, brother Casonso, how are you? I'm fine, sir. How are you doing today? Not too bad. Not too bad. So, uh, we, we we have quite uh, a number of things, and uh, uh, we like to chit chat, Nathan, don't we? We like to visit. Yeah. We visit once a week. Yeah, once a week. That's uh, so. that's our livelihood lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. 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 You were talking about you were talking about South Carolina. The the senior senator there is crying foul. <laughs> the, senior, the senior senator is in trouble. But do do you yeah. think he can lose? It is possible he can lose because the other guy won uh, with a different complexion. So, and then uh, the issue of money, uh, particularly. Money. He was crying about money the other day. He said, I'm being killed here. uh, Financially. So he was asking for money from Republicans, and they would go try to save him. Because he's the one who's supposed to bring in a confirmation of a justice in the election week. He's he's, 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 he's just a difficult guy. But, uh, and you know, he had even personally said that uh, his position uh, uh, when a similar situation happened with Barack Obama, he said, come and use these words against me. So those people uh, have a way in which they talk about God, 
but the kind of God they talk about is actually themselves. Uh, it's kind of uh, what we say in Zambia that that's the same kind of God that they talk about. They place themselves in the position of God and they uh, extrapolate circumstances and use God as an excuse. So uh, he's really in trouble. He's really in trouble because he's been around there and he has stood many times. He has maintained the same coalition of supporters. But uh, because of what is going on in this general election, uh, the, the minority have banded together with a, um, a conglomerate of, uh, of, uh, of interest groups from uh, the central caste, and he is going to struggle. If he wins, he's very lucky, but he, this might be his last time in the Senate. I really Dr. hope Dr. The... Dr. Pat, do you think the brother can win me in South Carolina? Hello, Dr. Patrick. I think, I think it's, a, it's a good possibility. It all depends on the, the turnout. If there is a huge turnout, then he will win. Yeah. But if, if the turnout is moderate to a little bit better than moderate, he will lose. It's, uh, it's about a 45 to 45 percent. Uh, high, and this means, and it behooves the, the turnout numbers to be great in order for him to win. So, uh, based on how many doors the brother knocks on, will indicate how many points he may win. Yes. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, the main question we are discussing today is Zambia defaults on the loans. Uh, so Zambia is uh, defaulting, uh, and they've given notice that they will not meet uh, their obligation to pay interest on their loans, and even the full payment. We'll be asking the question: What does that mean? Sixty-five percent of our loans. Uh, we are owed to China. So, what what will that mean um, go, going going forward? Let's look at uh, other other stories. Um, some of us who are in the politics now, UPND, our our government has uh, arrested last week. They arrested the opposition members in um, in Kasama in Lukasha uh, before the the elections, and I was listening nothing to a video uh, Obama was saying in South Africa Nelson Mandela funeral. Stop arresting your opponents. Uh, yeah. Stop throwing your opponents in in jail. Just have fair. Uh, election and it looked like it was uh, very far, but I guess uh, I guess not. So Assistant uh, Secretary General Patrick Mchereka is in jail in in Kasama. Um, we shall continue talking about uh, stuff like this. 
you never know it was they are happening in in Zambia. But what's the charge? Aggravated robbery. <laughs> I know. Really? Aggravated. They gave them aggravated robbery. That way they cannot be given bail. And uh, they're supposed to be in court. I don't know. Next week on the 30th, the arresting officer has been transferred to Lusaka. So, Roger, <laughs> Roger do, do you remember that conversation we had about the Chitimukulan tribal politics and uh, uh, the Mr. Yes. Malama who... Yeah, Mr. Malama, remember, if you remember, Mr. Malama had clearly indicated that uh, that is the gentleman who has been quoted that when they come in power, they will dethrone the Chitimukulu. Uh, that's the Mr. Muteleka, uh, who was the contention where the chief had even written an article that the Kuruta Pusukemi PIVD. So the arrest of that, of that gentleman has to do with the fight with the Chitimukulu. It has got nothing to do with the aggravated robbery. He went there to campaign. What will be doing robbing anybody? So, you know, the... He, he, he is uh, a sacrificial lamb of uh, a, a different fight within the royal family. He is what mm. is causing that to be behind bars uh, because the chief is a card of the patriotic front. And, mm. uh, and that, that's his try to have that guy who harbors, uh, according to their gossip within the family line, Fifel and Deva Malam. Uh, that is that is what's going on there, you know. It's, um, it is an, an, an extension of, um, of the fight of the Bemba Kingdom. Uh, that's part of it. And um, yeah, so we, we I don't know how we are going to to fight this, but I do know this one thing: when the tide has turned, the people of Zambia are able to remove an illegal government. And uh, once the illegal government is removed, uh, the people will be free again. They will enjoy liberty, and those who mm. are committing persecuting others will be brought to book, and they will be uh, held to account for what they have done. They have failed to govern, and uh, they have failed to manage the welfare of the people in a manner that allows our nation to grow and increase its capacity to meet its obligation both to uh, foreigners and to its citizens. So, uh, you know, like they say in, uh, in my mother's village, so they are destroying, and you have to be very careful with them. They are like a rabid dog. You know, they, they are going to pounce on anything and anybody. But they mm. do know that the goodwill for them to govern our country has evaporated. It's not there. Uh, mm. It's not there. The good, the, the, the good will is not there. Yeah, that's true. So they they may uh, force themselves on the on the Zambian people, but they know the good will. Yeah, the unfortunate part is uh, there are a lot of African countries uh, where governments know they don't have the good will of the the masses, but they are, they are there comfortably uh, seated. Okay, thank you, thank you uh, for for laying uh, that one uh, out. Uh, a, a story from Lusaka here, uh, Nathan and everyone here. Uh, Lusaka City Council are still uh, looking for land uh, 
for burial for burial sites. I'll say that again. Lusaka City Council, the the biggest city council in Zambia, is looking for land uh, for burial burial sites. Uh, is this not time, gentlemen, uh, who are on the call, those listening online? We start talking about cremation. What, what is wrong with that? Who, who wants to have a go? You know, I heard something that uh, cremation is uh, is what? Is an Zambian, an African, something like that. I, I don't know where we get those insights from. And uh, which which book of Ru or Ru book it's written? Um, One comma cremation Chesatanism. Hmm. <laughs> cremation Chesatanism. <laughs> no. Best, the best way I would like us to and uh, and I'll put Brother Patrick here on the spot. I like what the way Brother Patrick here approaches things. You go historical. I just, okay, let's understand why do our Asian friends, particularly, is it India? Why do India, they do cremation? China. Why do they do cremation? I have never researched or looked at it, but my my common sense conclusion would be because of the numbers in those countries. That would be my just, off off the top of my head, Conclusion is because of the numbers in those countries. I could be wrong, brother Patrick. Uh, I, was that to Dr. Patrick? No, no it, 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 it was for you. Patrick. When we say brother oh. Patrick, we mean you. I have to get I have yeah, I have to get my first name name changed to brother. Um I think <laughs> I think I, I think my I think no, no, I'm just joking around. But but I know. I mean a lot of it a lot of it as we know is religious okay and tradition. Right? So there are a lot of religious and traditional objections to cremation. Now this I mean this so this speaks to whether you're going to try to coerce or try to, the people to, to accept things like cremation or force it on them. So now we're talking about religious rights and, and, and ancient traditional rights. You know, do people have the right to yeah, um, that's true. practice, right? So, yeah, we, so we get into a lot of other areas. But, I mean, if, edu- if they think they can do something through – Education, maybe the government, if they really want to push this, they can try that. But um, yeah, it's it, it, it's not an easy topic. It's not easy to convince a lot of people to take that route. Yeah, that's true. How how easy is cremation in the in the United States? How is it taken? Is it individual by individual, or it is becoming so common people are now accepting it? It, it, It's widely accepted, although it's still individual, right? Like it's widely accepted in the United States, but it's still an individual decision. There's still a lot of people, you know, based on religion and tradition and just personal beliefs Mm -hmm. that, that say no. 
No, I, I, I you know, give me a ceremony. To, like me myself, I'd go the traditional route. Um, but um, yeah, but it, you know, it, it's it's something that's gaining acceptance more and more acceptance in the U.S. And I would think that the people that are most resistant to it are probably people like um, Mexicans, uh, black people. Black people in the black United people. States have very traditional ways. Mm-hmm. We have some very traditional mm-hmm. ways, right? So um, I think amongst, you know, the dominant society, they accept it a lot more. To, to Patrick's yeah. point, Roger, mm-hmm. to Patrick's point, the – the few incidents which I have witnessed, people within, I may use the word circles, which I know who went the cremation route, I can clearly remember it, it took three specific reasons. One, uh, this person got involved in a road traffic accident. They were, the car burned. The body was beyond filling the blanks. That was one of the situations where they cremated. The other two, it had to do with the cost of the funeral. That Those are the two situations I know. And uh, one of them was actually Zambian, if, if, mm-hmm. if it's so interesting. Yeah, the cost of the funeral. The... The, the reason we are t- discussing this is uh, Lusaka is uh, running out of uh, space. Uh, they may have to travel kilometers and kilometers before they they will find land uh, which will accommodate Lusaka population, and the, um, the the number of people who die every day. Uh, yes, like we said, our country is just 18 million now. Uh, 50 years from today. 100 years from today, we are going to have a problem. So this discussion, we, we have to start having it. You know, I'm, I'm sure maybe even the Indians never started like, but we have to start, you know, having it. I've attended a funeral here, Nathan, where someone has been cremated, uh, the way the ashes are boxed in a nice... Uh, shiny box, you know, which you even take home. You put it in your house. You don't even have to uh, go and bury it, leave it uh, at the graveyard. Put it in a house. Like a it's there. Every day, you remember, that's my dad in there. There's nothing wrong. I don't know. I don't know we can over. Anyway, uh, I think that as long as that is not widely accepted in our tradition, it's not, it cannot be promoted as a constructive option. Because society, you know, we, we talk a lot about development. We talk about, you know, uh, conducting and behaving ourselves according to trends and following what is happening around the world and also participating in that. But there are certain things that are core to our tradition. I was joking uh, with uh, the past and Kama when I said, isn't, isn't that satanism? Because that is the way our people perceive it. Uh, I was in trouble a few years ago, and I'm talking to my mother, uh, my auntie, uh, who is my mother's elder sister. I call her my mother. And I'm telling her, hey, 
you know, here I feel troubled. If, if I die, I don't want a grave. Just um, bend my ashes and go throw them in the river uh, in my grandmother's village. And she started crying right there on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so right there on the phone, uh, on, on, on the video call. You know, she started crying, you know. And uh, every time I tried to revisit that conversation, it just solicited tears and things like that. So let the people who remain behind decide what they do with your body. Don't cremate yourself. Uh, respect tradition. And uh, even Lusaka City Council should just find a piece of land. There are many pieces of land. And if, if it means driving a long distance, that is part, part of the cost of death. In Indola, we, we are killed after Senshi Cemetery. And they opened up a, a, a cemetery in Mitengo. Uh, but today, if you go to Mitengo, it's, that graveyard is also surrounded by giant houses. It's looking like the old Kansenshi. You know, even when you go and set up a graveyard somewhere, people will still bring housing and accommodations over there. So there is plenty of land in the Zambia uh, where Lusaka can bury its dead. They can just okay. go find that. On this day, the 26th of September, uh, on this day, 26th of September, 2020, uh, the group of Zambians dis discussed cremation, and they all agreed to kick the can. Uh, to the future generation. All right. So. <laughs> I think it's a land planning. I think it's a land planning issue. I mean, if people have to, if, if, if the planners can look and find land outside of Lusaka, that's not going to be used for whatever reason. That could be used for burial sites. Even if maybe an hour or two hours away, I mean, it's a planning, it's a planning uh, issue, I think, right? Um, okay. So the, the civil planners have to have to figure that that one out. Okay, okay, but uh, uh, in, in the in, in the end, uh, okay, we'll take Patrick, Patrick, but Patrick. Uh, suggestion, but uh, all in all, uh, the the council, uh, the council. I don't know if we are all elders here. The council of advisors, uh, they think, uh, uh let's kick the can uh, ahead. We'll be discussing uh, default for uh, Zambia. We want to just look at uh, uh, other items. The United Nations. Um, who should I mention here? Noah. The United Nations. Uh, we are meeting virtual, virtual United Nations. Uh, back in the uh, States, there was no travel, uh, Dr. Patrick. No more traveling. They just met uh, via, I don't know if it's via Zoom or webcast. Should we say, no, uh, this is uh, probably going to be the normal way of doing business? Let's not even be in general, but the United Nations, because... Some of us don't like our presidents coming to the UN to do nothing. That's what we think, anyway. Uh, because what they have been doing in the past, uh, I don't know, 50 years, we have not seen the results. So could this be the new normal uh, of doing business? No. Uh, what is your advice there? 
Yeah, I think like when you look at that one, that could be considered as one of the the pegs or the advantages of this COVID-19. <laughs> Post-COVID-19, of course, people would charter flights and things like that. But yes. now I think when you look at the healthcare system, sort of look to existing I mean, structures in the country. So I think in this case, uh, post or during COVID-19, I think this is a very cost saving for the a lot of governments across the world, and particularly our own. I think, of course, we are reducing on the unnecessary travel, which is a good thing. So I think the government should also look at uh, improving the internet structures in the country because I think we might be uh, going virtual in a number of areas going forward. So I think <clears throat> the high time that I think I remember even when we had the education minister, he was saying uh, he was opposed by I think his uh, agency or people in his party. But now fast forward we have COVID-19. So I think uh, African countries should use this as an opportunity to sort of cut down on expenditure and just switch everything. Even, I think I would ex I would take it a little further. Even the Zambian missions abroad, I think for some of us, we look at the missions across the world, extra <clears throat> that could be saved. So we could, I think, uh, use the uh, developing the internet so at least people are just taking advantage of the internet platforms to conduct business. I think that's the way forward. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 this COVID, I mean, my son now is having all the classes uh, uh, in the house. Online. So, mm -hmm. so um, even the colleges, they, they'll be probably in trouble. They'll find it cheaper to conduct all the classes online if they can deliver uh, all the material online and have the same uh, effect. Who would want to to be putting up a, a expensive blocks uh, to have kids there? Yeah, I saw Roger. I saw something <clears throat> to uh, what to to Noah's point. Uh, I don't know how many of us saw that. Where there is it, the Ghanaian ambassador to Zambia, Nigerian ambassador went to bid farewell to President Lunga's State House. So somebody posted on that thread and said, what do these diplomats do anyway? You know, things like that. So yeah. I was thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, our country's small strained budgets have got a lot of constraints. And there are some mm. things that people do not want to look at and face with reality and say this is an unnecessary expense okay yes. is is yes. it really necessary is it really necessary to have an ambassador in malawi tanzania uh, mozambique swaziland south africa all those places there i'm just thinking aloud this is this is why don't you uh, why don't we have ambassadors sent to represent regions okay like have an ambassador to go to to cover the North African countries and let him be based somewhere central. Have an ambassador to to cover the West African countries. The ambassador Zambia's ambassador to Canada covers the Caribbeans. You know that, right? 
Mm-hmm. So Cuba. why don't we use the, why yeah and the Cuba? Why don't we use the same principle? You know, unnecessary expense. That's what I'm saying. That's the way I looked at it myself. It's anyway. Well, I don't know. Yeah, your question you was then you'll be cutting out all the cadres who would be be party to those positions. So I think that's exactly the point. Thank you, Noah. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly. You know, why don't we have the guts to say, guys, thank you for helping this win. That was your national duty, but we can't afford to give everybody a job. That will be the Roger. end of my popularity, right? Roger, Roger, I would like to differ a little bit about United Nations and every, like, uh, ambassadors and stuff like that. And especially someone, uh, I'm not good at it, but uh, I, I love data. And I love uh, uh, intelligence. We need these people. And um, I was very happy when uh, somebody asked me if I can go to Congo and work with a missionary in Congo. You know, and when I got there, they didn't worry about the expenses for me because I was the only one there, you know. But the things I've learned from uh, uh, being outside, even... um, uh, I've worked with a lot of people who have been outside the uh, the country, you know, the point of view they bring, the intelligence. And uh, uh, even for you, Zambians, if, uh, even Roger earlier when you said about Pennsylvania, you know, some of us, when we get an opportunity to, to be in the government back home, we will look differently on uh, supporting people to go outside, uh, if, uh, to sponsor people to go outside. The only thing is take the corruption out and don't be biased, you know, help anybody to go and uh, learn outside. Even the, well, for the ambassador, I mean, for the United Nations people to come here in the United States, that's very, very, very important. There was an opportunity when uh, the late uh, journalist uh, invited me to accompany her to go to uh, uh, United Nations when the president was there. The welcoming and everything that goes on, you know, I was real happy American uh, 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 do that, you know. But the only thing, the government, I wish they could, the people who come, they can appreciate it and then change uh, things uh, positively. I mean, it, it, it's a good thing, you know. I'll, I'll be for it. For me, I'll be for it. And uh, we, we, we've, had uh, we've had trouble. But just Paolo Muncho, we were trouble with Dr. Patrick on that, on this issue. I think. Uh, I mean, he's here to defend himself. Um, how that he encourages uh, the, the networking is is very critical. Uh, coming to meet um, stuff like that. But some of us uh, think. Um, one United Nations is outdated to begin with. It is not. Um, it, it, it's only, it's it is not achieving. Uh, uh, it is not achieving. It is intended goals. That is the uh, uh, number one. Number two, we don't see the results. Uh, wars. Uh, the America wants to go attack the nation. United Nations will probably be forced to vote for that war. So United Nations was supposed to be bringing nations together. Otherwise, it is used by bigger powers to 
uh, to manipulate those meetings to do whatever they do. Uh, yep. What small countries like Zambia do in there, uh, some, somebody please uh, help me. Dr. Pat, defend. I, 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 I don't know if you are with me or you have changed. Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well uh, I, was jot, I was jotting down some notes as you were speaking. I have to yeah. agree with you, uh, the last call of the brother that's saying. Uh, you, you came good, and then now you have gone yeah. low. We, we need to hear you, Dr. Pat, your phone. Can you, can you hear me now? Yeah, no, really. on the lower side, not the way we are used to. Okay. I don't know what has happened. Okay. okay, let me see if I can. The volume? No, I and, think um, it, adjust your <laughs> mouth uh, the way you are probably. Okay. Can you hear me now? Not, not really. Uh, try same. to put your mouthpiece uh, right at, uh, okay, it has dropped. Yes, uh, he has dropped. Uh, okay, before he comes, uh, was that a Patrick or Agas also wanted to do something? Yeah, yeah, I just have a quick question for everyone. Okay. Um, about these loans, these loans from China, is it that, and I know, it's a naive okay, question. Okay, you, you keep that, you keep that one. Dr. Pat is back. I'm back. Uh, let, let him come okay. in, you, because we are coming now uh, very soon on top of the hour. We'll be discussing uh, yes. uh, that topic. Dr. Pash, go ahead. Yes, the, the, issue, the issue is exposure. Uh, whether it be exposure, okay. Or, or, or negative exposure. And when you, when you talk about ambassadors, ambassadors are political entities that need to be in country in order to do the business of the country that seems and I heard there. Uh, another thing is, there is a reason why Russia wants to be readmitted into the G to the G7, and, and the reason is the communion is similar to playing golf with a with a partner out in the field. And when you when you play politics. It's very important to play politics on the same level playing field. In the United Nations, the G A seven, any of the political meetings and such as the ones I just mentioned, all playing on the same level field. And you cannot do business if you're not there. You cannot do business if you're not face to face. And you cannot has the political agenda of one's own country if you're not there. Uh, what, whether it's, it's similar to a person in his family doing the business of his family in his house, never going out to work, never going to the store, never going to meet anyone of similar persuasions or dissimilar persuasions. It's a, it's a it's a governmental, political, geopolitical rite of passage to go through these entities. And the United Nations only came about when more than a group of superpowers realized 
that it is important to be there and then discuss not what you read in the paper. It's to discuss what you don't read in the paper. This is a good example of what I've always called custom education of politics. You're thinking that your thoughts are that they get together to to bake bread and to make happy and to, to make merry with what is being reported in newspapers. No, the reason why they're there is to extend the capitalism of each country or to restrain the the spread of one country's power over another. And the reason why the the smaller countries are there is so that the smaller countries are made to feel happy because they are now being invited to the table. It's very rare that the smaller countries can do anything but be at the table and, and negatively use the scratch that's thrown across the uh, Dr. Patrick, that is where the question is. Yes, they are invited to the table, that we understand, but what do they do at that table we don't see? What, what they do at the table is, is listen in. They hear what's going on, and many of the countries are used sometimes as pawns to advance the, the better condition of a superpower country. So some of the smaller countries are, reap the benefits of this. Other countries do not reap the benefits of it. Uh, unfortunately, you have a situation which is the, the pawns on that board that I've always talked about. Uh, smaller countries are the pawns. But yet still, you can't be a pawn and you yeah. can't play in the game if you're not there. So you need to play, be in the game, you need to realize your position, and you need to adroitly move your position from being a pawn to a, uh, to a king or a queen or a rook or a bishop, but you need to be able to play in the game in order to move in the game. Some countries have successfully, more countries have successfully done this with the backing of larger, larger countries. For example, Israel. Israel is a small country, but they have the backing of Russia. No, I'm sorry. Quote, unquote. Uh, they have the backing of the United States. And Syria is a small country, but now they have the backing of Russia. So therefore, it is important to be in the game in order to learn the game, in order to be moved to certain positions where you can take advantage. The second name of the game is capitalism, money. You need money in order to do things. You need to be the beneficiaries as opposed to being the individuals who are there to extract their powerful country. So uh, to line up all that I've said in a sense of the has and has not, you will never have if you're never at the table in order to benefit from 
and those particular policies and institutions that's going. Okay. Go. Um, <laughs> yeah, someone wanted to yeah. jump in. Yeah, uh, uh, this is yeah. although it was difficult to hear what uh, you were saying, Dr. Patrick. Um, this this is the way I look at it, and it it looks like, and again, like Noah said, it's like we are trying to avoid certain things, but you can't avoid it. Um, the game of politics, it's obvious. There's now no more shame. It's just become. Uh, that you do, you you become the most crafty person at using circumstances to suit your conditions or your whatever arises. Uh, exactly. I'm saying that to make I'm saying this to make this point, Dr. Patrick. It's that politicians would do anything without considering the cost of the issue or situation to the national budget. Um, this issue of diplomacy, it, a, let's just talk about Zambia, for example, or in a small country like Malawi. I mean, I'm just wondering, why would you have all these diplomats across the world? First of all, if we just, does even the national budget, Roger, reflect the cost? Does it reflect the budget for the Foreign Affairs Department? These people go for weeks, probably months, without getting paid. Why do you have people living, presumably they are working abroad, whom you can't even pay? And you have to pay rent for their homes and where you don't have a property for the diplomatic office or mission. I mean, what I'm just simply trying to say is that politics, the realm of politics, people have stopped thinking the normal sober way. You have to talk about replacing this person a few hours after they have died without even considering that this person is a mother, is an aunt, is a sister, is a cousin, grandmother to somebody, and those people are mourning this human being. All you are concerned is your political convenience to replace this person. I'm using that example to say the political arena worldwide has become a place of where common sense has evaporated. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree with uh, Nathan's point because I think mm. for African countries, the challenge that we have is that we have this copy and paste method. If the Westerners are doing it, uh, we don't care about the cost. We'll just emulate and do what they do. Because America can afford to have uh, embassies across the world. Most European countries can afford that. African countries can, do not have that uh, advantage compared to these other countries. So uh, this is where African countries need to renovate and innovate in the sense that you don't just have to follow what others are doing just because they are doing it. African countries have a low budget, so they have to be able to uh, have a system that works for them. You don't just have to copy a system because it's being coached forward by the Europeans or Westerners. So the issue of emissions uh, across the world, from uh, South Africa is a good example when they had those uh, times, uh, the appetite. Uh, South Africa did not have embassies or missions across the world. So 
I think our if, uh, our African countries just need to get to the table and think about the way forward. Because I think it's not really, of course, and even the other thing that I, I want to point out is the missions themselves. They need to step out and come to uh, have these information services or clinics where they articulate and inform the community what they do. Because when you ask an average Zambian abroad, they will tell you they have no idea what the embassy does. They no. may have all these specialists, but say, those specialists, they are not doing a good job. Because I myself, I think many people ask me, what do they people at the embassy do? You know, call them. So the embassies, they need to make sure that they are articulating their mission to their citizens, because their missions are supposed to save the citizens. But if the citizens who have been are supposed to be saved, they don't even know what they need to reach out to the embassy, I think that's the problem. So, but I, I, I am for the idea that the African missions across the world, they should be sort of re, region, re, regionalized, where Southern Africa, you have maybe one system, West Africa, one yeah. system. So Zambia in Africa may have only five, and that would be very economical, not really having a, an, a Zambian embassy in Malawi or Zimbabwe. I think that just doesn't make sense. That's, that's my submission. So what does it mean, um, it, Zambia has defaulted on, on the loans? What does this mean when a country a cannot service, when a country cannot service its loans? Uh, I was reading somewhere, uh, Brother Patrick, as an individual here in America, if I cannot pay interest, or maybe I, I, I want to uh, move my payment uh, ahead. I still have to pay my interest. They will let, they, they, I have to pay my interest. And at the later date, I have to start paying my principal. If I don't do that, the banks don't want to talk to me again. They don't want to see me at the bank, or else they'll call the cops on me. Uh, this guy has a bad credit. We don't want to see him around, around, around banks. And I, I, I cannot borrow. I, I, I lose my respect. Um, but when it comes to a country like Zambia, what does defaulting on a loan mean? Who wants to have a go? Okay, let me get off. Uh, okay. Get off on. Yeah. Uh, make it uh, nice and short and so that uh, it goes round. A quick, one, a quick one is when you mentioned about us cutting down on ambassadors and keeping them together in blocks. We already do do that. For example, in the Middle East, you send an ambassador to Saudi Arabia, he represents a class of countries. You send Mumbaka Pumpa to South Korea, he represents a class of countries. We have some way in which we do that. We send an ambassador to Canada, there is a, a class of countries that they represent. So it is not always that Saudis are rewarded all over the place. There is some changes, and there is some administration that goes on in there. Coming to the issue of debt, um, mm. five, five years ago, I raised an alarm that what we are putting in place is a bandit state. A bandit state is the one that goes to steal from the people. Uh, stealing from the people is not always like a pickpocket. No, stealing from the people is depriving the people of an opportunity. 
When a country defaults on its uh, loans, it means that its capability to raise money on the global financial markets is depleted. They don't have the capacity to deliver services because some of the money for the things that we will need as a country uh, is going to have to be obtained through these arrangements uh, that have to do with credit. So there's a serious uh, credit downgrade that complicates the government's ability to raise money on financial markets around the world. That's number mm -hmm. one. Number two, number two, it reflects the failure of the government. Now, when the government loses that opportunity, it steals opportunities from, uh, from its own citizens. It means that the cost of services, the cost of international services, will be at an astronomic, astronomical prices to the citizens living in the country. So there's no way to describe a failed government than a country failing to, to pay debt. How did we move from a debt-free country at the date of Mwanawasa to today, borrowing to the point of failing to pay debt? That's gross irresponsibility. The people in government must resign their portfolios. They are incapable. They are retarded. They don't have money waste. They don't have capacity to manage the common wealth of the people of Zambia. That is what it means. You know, they, 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 they focus squarely, laser beam, for the last several years, they focus laser beam on borrowing and cutting deals for construction. And they depleted the, the, the current account at the Bank of Zambia, and then they wake up like, uh, like, 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 like ants from sleep. They fire the bank governor, and they blame him for their own actions at State House and at the Ministry of Finance. The people governing our country are not capable of running Zambia. That is the fact. We stated that five years ago. They've run me around, five, uh, around the world for that issue, but it's a fact. Today's government has to be research-based. You have to collect information. You have to create public policies that allow people to make both at family level, firm level, and the country level. They don't value academic input into their, into their activities, or they just went in there to make themselves rich, and now they want to even institute a police state. They have failed to govern the country. That's what it means. They must resign. They must resign. They must vacate those offices. They have wasted the opportunity, and they have wasted the country's capability to, to withstand pressure and manage its financial affairs. Managing money is not magic. You know, managing money is intelligence and brilliance and ability to sangue zamushi. One plus one must equal to two. They have failed to govern the country. That is what that means. And the indictment is not on uh, the opposition. The indictment is not on anybody. The indictment is on the mm. They must resign their positions. They have failed to manage the commonwealth of the people of the Republic of Zambia. When when a country defaults, it means the the government has failed to manage the affairs of the country. I, I, I like that. Okay? Someone wanted to jump in.
if, if I may, if I may, let me if I may let me zero in on. Um, okay, now you are you are better, Doctor Pat. I don't know what you did. Okay. Now you are good. <laughs> if if I can and if I may, let me offer a paradigm shift that from this point on you think in these terms. It's it's again it goes to press the digitation of politics and it again goes to the embassies and it also goes to the ambassadors. From this point on, what I would like you to think of when you're talking about embassies, I want you to think of banks. Because that's what embassies are. They are banks. And when you talk about the ambassadors, they're not individuals that um, do the politics that we're all familiar with. These ambassadors are financiers. They are the people that are supposed to get money for the particular country or to do the dictates of another country, a major uh, megalopolis country. So all embassies and consulates are banks. This is where you get money. This is where you lose money. This is where you exchange money. It has nothing to do with what we read about and and listen and learn about when we're talking about ambassadors. They're supposed to go to these places and give faiths and have wonderful ballroom meetings and meet with people from different countries and socialize and, and possibly do beneficial things for certain regions in certain countries. The bottom line of embassies is that they are banks. That's where you get the money. That's where you lose the money. And these financiers meet at the United Nations. They meet at the World Trade um, Association. They meet at the G7. That's all that they do. And we're talking about uh, remunerations. We're talking about financing. We're talking about how we're going to get the money, we're talking about how we're bankrupt, or we're talking about how we can um, advance the the currencies of each country, that's where you go. So from this point on, have a little thought in your mind, in the back in the recesses of your mind, is whenever you talk about embassies, you're talking about Mm -hmm. banks. Dr. Patrick, and those bank branches, which don't make profits, you scale down or you shut them down. Isn't <laughs> what, what they do in the banking sector? Um, no, quickly, don't. Roger. You don't, no, no. No, you, don't, you don't shut them down. You don't oh, shut them down. Do you what do? you do is you, you change the name. Like an airline, when they go bankrupt, uh-huh. you think they shut down? No, they change their name. Okay, people, they have uh, the have what they call a consular and stuff like that. This is what I wanted to say, Dr. Patrick. I don't know how you respond to this quickly, Roger. Uh, what's his name? Noah made reference to South Africa during the apartheid regime. It's amazing that when a, a, a bad thing, a negative circumstance prevails or exists, some people tend to thrive and come out highly profitable on that. A perfect example. Look at the COVID-19 pandemic we are in. 
I don't know how many of you saw that report. Zoom made 400% profit. Dr. Patrick, apartheid South Africa's economy thrived during that time with very few embassies across the world. That's my thinking. So what? So, so for the for the debt, for this debt that Zambia is in, what is the consequence for politicians who sign these 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 loan agreements? That's the question. Very good question, Patrick. Because um, I would think that this would be legal more than anything. Because if you're going to craft if you're going to have governments that can sign these type of loan agreements, then there should be some safeguards in place, and it should be, um, you know, a part of the government that, that punches the numbers. Oh, oh. We, are, we have a lot of echoes on some of these lines. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure yeah. who, who that is. To, to, your, to your point, Patrick, just to throw in another one there, on your point of competence of people signing contracts, Roger, what kind of government sells a mining operation for $2 million? <laughs> we're, we're, talking, we're talking about different... Yeah, we, we, we are going we're talking all about over the place, but because we are so yes, mad, we are. all of us. <laughs> and we are. Because we, 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 are, we, we are so mad. Uh, we we are talking yeah. about uh, the, the fourth year. Uh, like Asoso has given us uh, the, the foundation uh, a, a, a little bit here. Um, going forward, if I heard what Asoso was saying, uh, I, I'm not sure if Zambians know this. Things are going to get very, very tough going ahead. Things are going, before we know it, things are going to go very hard. And we saw it in Greece. They, they even changed government because the government was bankrupt. This is a discussion we should be, we should be having. Um, Roger, uh, you know... Uh, uh, you know 65% of the loans we owe in Zambia are owed to China. That's the next question. 65% of the, the money we owe are owed to China. Unlike... Unlike the, the sovereign debt, uh, the euro bond, uh, which is um, uh, bad credit, you cannot borrow anymore, or you cannot do this anymore. With China, we owe them 65, which is about 8 billion out there. What does this mean when we fail to pay China? Those were my friends. That's why it I means, attacked those, those pictures. Uh, someone said something. Mm -hmm. It means It means that... <laughs> A country is too big to fail. Um, look at look at uh, Donald Trump. Donald Trump lost billions and billions of money, but he's too big to fail. The auto companies lost billions and billions of money, but they're too big to fail. Which means that when you get to that point of of losing money or owing money, there will be there is a undercurrent reason and that undercurrent reason is we're going to change the value and the prices of certain things that I want in order for you 
to be redeemable. So if you have a billion dollars worth of copper and the value of copper is going down, then we need to renegotiate because, therefore, you're going to go into debt. And when you go into debt, we renegotiate, and, therefore, I maintain my interest in copper and my value in copper. So whenever you hear of a country going in debt, what it means is that they're refinancing so they can pull more money out of the country. No country is too big that they will fail to the point of going to a a non-entity. There's always a recovery period, and that recovery period period does not benefit the country in debt. It benefits the debtors, the people that are looking to get their money. And they so what kind of money. pain, Dr. Pat, are we talking about here? Uh, the country has to go uh, through uh, to go through a default. The pain is that you lose more value of your country. Whenever you hear the debt, you lose more value of your country. China know that Zambia owes a great deal of money to them. They're not going to lose their money. What they're going to do is restructure, refinance the debt. So, therefore, they will get more of the country, more of the material resources, and, therefore, continue the debt. They'll refinance the debt. They'll lower it, but lowering the money, they increase their ownership of the property, of the land, of the resources. Okay. Roger, 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 we're not going around the circle, and uh, sometimes I appreciate everyone who's coming in and uh, the corner of you, but we can look at the Zambian view too, and that's why all you diasporas, you, you come in, you know. Some of us didn't know about paying the loan. Some of us never knew about owning the businesses until we came to this, uh, to this country. If you go at colonial people, these people, they have responsibility. These people knew how to, re- to borrow money. These people uh, uh, hold money. You know, they knew they know about credit. These people, they let, were. Let, let, let me ask you a, a straightforward question yeah, yeah. Uh, wait, before wait, you go wait, all over the place. Let, let me ask you let, a straightforward no, question. Let me ask you a straightforward question. When Doctor Pat Rayama says, let me ask you a straightforward question. Ask you a straightforward question. When Doctor Pat says. You lose more of your value of the country. Wait, you lose more saying, of your I'm value saying, of your country. What do you think Bayama Dr. Pat is talking about? What I'm saying is we need to remove the current administration. No if and but. We need to remove the country, the, the, president, uh, the, the, the current administration, because we know he's our brother. We know he's our uncle. We know where he comes from and where, where he's been. Did he, that, that, what does he understand about credit? What does he understand about corporate world? What does he understand about the stock market? Does he invest, before he came to power, did he invest in the stock market? You guys have been do, doing the stock market since you came to this country. Do you know what it means to be... To, to handle finances. You know, we have made mistakes. We have started our own businesses here. 
We know why we are not going ahead in our, in our own businesses here. So before we can talk about the credit and, and uh, me, I'm blaming the Western world to, pour, to lend money to the current administration because they know they were parade on him. I know they are parasites to, 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 to the, they knew that they're going to suck out of us. Zambian poor, and I'm mad because they misuse Zambian poor. How can you lend the money to, 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 to this current administration? We have to remove this country, current administration, and the administration that is going to come in, it has to have a debate. In public, it has to have a debate and explain some of these things, you know? And so for right now, I mean, we, we, this uh, default uh, uh, for myself, I'm offering, it says, uh, we will pay this money back. I don't want them to forgive us. Uh, to forgive us, he says, I want to pay back this money. It's going to be paid no matter what. But if you don't change the political structure, you're just going to get the same type of people in. Exactly. Have to go there, all over. there you go. There you go, yeah. Patrick. That's the I point. Uh, Roger, Yama, we need to make a special announcement here. <laughs> we need to make a special announcement here. Uh, Please watch Roger's posts very closely this coming week on Facebook. There might be a possibility we may be on Zoom next week with electoral commission officer or representative from Zambia to discuss the uh, electoral issues going on in Zambia. There, we may not be on radio on this segment next week. That's why I'm saying pay attention to what Roger posts on social media the rest of this week. Yeah, I will send um, Zoom link, Dr. Pat. Uh, others, we'll, we'll try and we'll make it work. Uh, if you are on yes. uh, radio, uh, we'll, we'll try and mm -hmm. make it uh, connect, connect, connected there as well. Uh, but we'll give, we'll give the number. We'll give, we'll give the, the, the number. Uh, mm. Okay. Brother Patrick, you uh, Brother Patrick, repeat what you said. If you don't change the political structure, can you finish your statement, please? I was writing this. Well, if you don't, if you don't change the political structure, you'll just get the same type of people in. I mean, it's the. Uh, yep. It's, 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 you, you have to change how this is done. Obviously, it's way too easy for them to, to sign long. And the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the same problems. And the same problems there. Yes. So yes. here we are. Yeah, going to be uh, doing a, I'm, I'm going to be doing, I, I don't know, Bayama was very mad, but uh, I can't write everything he said. Uh, oh, he said they should go, actually, that's what he said. Uh, well, is, so you, you lose part of the value of the country. It, that is something we have to figure, Nathan uh, and everyone here. Uh, that's, that is mm. Dr. Pat. Yeah. Um, um, Abakas also uh, said something. I wrote. Where did I write it? I don't know. When the country defaults, I apologize. I've written somewhere. I'm, I'm going to be posting uh, uh, that. Also, very quick, uh, the new normal is an oxymoron. We should really shouldn't use it. Normality is something that happens over time, and new mm -hmm. is something that just comes in and it doesn't have the oh, benefit yeah. of time. So saying yeah. new normal doesn't make sense. I just wanted to put that out there. New normal doesn't make sense. Like yeah. it's also easy yeah. when you default, it means government has failed to govern. 
government has failed to yeah, yes, govern. Yes, Roger, let me let me start on a few cents on that. You know, uh, when we oh, on, we, 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 we we are done. We, we are done uh, because okay. time is gone. Uh, uh, there is like a message which comes to tell us. Yeah, I apologize. But we'll do a show, a live, a live show, and uh, so we can expand more. Uh, losing value. The country losing value. What does that really mean? You know, the country losing uh, a value. Your statement, they have, when you default, it means the people in government have failed to, 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 to govern. And then uh, if you don't change the political structure, expect mm. this problem to go on. Actually, these are mentioned. And then there is Bayamazi, uh anger there. I have to reconstruct and see <laughs> what uh, Bayama, how mad Bayama was. Yeah. <laughs> have a wonderful uh, day. Like Nathan said, next week we will try and do a live one uh, because uh, the subject has brought a lot of problems back home. Have a good weekend, everyone. <laughs>
Place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.